everyone. It's hi more. And this is Dave and this is Jamelin. It's our first uh, time talking to you as a couple. Yeah, on one thing more. This is uh we we are huge fans of community, the show. I don't know if you binged it during COVID, but we like to call this like you know as a as a homage to Troy and Abed. Let's do it, Jamelin. Dave and Jamelin in the morning. We or really, afternoon. Yeah. Or in the evening. Or lunch break on the lunch hour. Anyways. I don't know when they're listening. Right. But uh and but so we this is our little talk show. We're excited to do it together. And um and actually, just so everyone knows, the coming month that we've gotten probably we've been doing this every week with different hosts. Uh <laughs> and I think the strongest, like best reviews have come so far with Jamelin and Kim King. And so Jamelin Kim talking all the time. <laughs> so they're going to take it over for the rest of April. So very exciting. Uh, so we've got some good stuff planned. It's going to be Jamelin and Kim. Uh, but but today you get Dave and Jamelin in the morning or whenever the time of day is that you're listening to it. So um, anyways, uh, sorry, it's coming a little late this week. They uh the Williamsons were on vacation last week for spring break. Seth yes. gave a great sermon uh, about the wilderness, and we were <clears throat> about as far from the wilderness as you can imagine. We were down at Disney. So. Well, it depends who you're talking to. Some people might call Disney the wilderness, we were but we don't. The, we were staying at the Wilderness Lodge. We were staying at the Wilderness Lodge. <laughs> that is camping for the Williamsons. <laughs> to the extreme. We hiked every day at least six miles. I would keep track. One year when we went to Disney and we stayed there, the whole time when I posted stuff, I did hashtag camping trips. Yeah. Because um, for us, that's what our hiking is, walking from Tomorrowland <laughs> to Frontierland, yeah. which is, you know, you never want to go from one to the other. That's not good Magic Kingdom planning, but sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to, catch those lines. And, um, anyway, so it was, uh, although I, so Seth preached about the, the, the wilderness and, and yes, you know, Disney is not the wilderness, but it is funny. Like he was reflecting on how much change has happened at COVID. And even down at Disney, we saw so much change. There was, I mean, it was surreal in some ways, right? It like, was, I mean, all the lines had little strips <clears throat> that said six feet apart. So you Which people of, consistently ignored, but you know. Not the Williamsons. <laughs> I I made it a sport to see if I could change the flow of the lines by um, adhering to the strips. Because, you know, I, I'm one to always follow directions and rules. And there would be these people who would press up against us from the back because they saw this gap and they're like, get moving, get moving. And Jamelin, she was letting them know that we are sticking to these lines, but, but mm -hmm. masks and everything. I mean, like it was like, yeah, it's different. It was the first time that we had to wear masks all day long. I said to Nathan, I don't know how you guys have done this in school. And his response to me was, well, our generation's just used to doing stuff. We don't want to. I was like, <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. I love how he uh, referred to our generation. Yeah. Like, uh huh. It's so, <clears throat> he's it's so difficult uh, for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh as sixth grade he has the his finger on the on the zeitgeist of his generation but, yeah uh, <laughs> really tough for him 
<laughs> from Disney World. We, we, we know how to tough it, Dad. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> you're really stretching yourself at Disney World, by the way, while you're standing in line for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. But uh, we, anyways, it, uh, it, 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 it was even there. I mean, like, I guess to some degree, there's this just acknowledgement that there's no escaping the fact that COVID has changed our world. As, as Seth was talking about on Sunday, like this, we, we kind of went into it <clears throat> thinking it'd be like a, you know, especially those first two weeks when we were canceled, we thought, oh, this is like snow days, you know, like uh, we just have to get through. Oh, you mean when we went into quarantine? Yeah, we went to start yeah. the shutdown. But he used this analogy that, you know, it wasn't snow days and it wasn't even a blizzard. It was more like the ice age that like just changed everything. And so even at Disney, it was different. And so um, so what we're going to do today is is just kind of reflect, you know, kind of thinking about Seth's message, but also just kind of reflect on on what have we learned and how have we experienced God's care in the wilderness of of quarantine. Um you know, so I'll, I'll start. Um, it, he, he, Seth began by pointing out that when the quarantine began, I preached a message on March 22nd about the wilderness, and I called it Daily Bread. And at that time, like, we had zero idea that this thing was going to become what it was. Um, I mean, the, the projections that the, the White House was sharing with us at that time were we're calling for something like 120,000 COVID deaths. And we thought that was outrageous. Like, and we were trying to get that number down to in half, you know, and if they had said at that point, what COVID was going to cost us and, you know, the changes, I mean, it was, it, we, there's no way we could have even comprehended it. But anyway, so back on March 22nd, I talked about the Israelites going into the wilderness and, and talked about daily manna, how God provided daily for them. Um, and so it just so happened this morning, I was doing um, uh, my own kind of devotion reflection on Psalm 127, and I printed it out. Here it is. Psalm 127, which starts off this way. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build labor in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, those who guard keep watch in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives sleep to his beloved. And I found myself, I, I focused on that line of eating the bread of anxious toil. Maybe it's just because I'm getting back to work after a week of vacation, but I thought about God gives rest, God gives sleep to his beloved. And yet we kind of rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. And anyway, what was the first line of that? The first line of what? Of the song you just read. <laughs> Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build labor in vain. I, it's funny. I read, I kind of identified more with that. You did? Why? Well, I think it's if you, I mean, read it one more time. A little slower, please. So I can really contemplate it. Okay. Unless the Lord. Okay. Nobody needs that right now. <laughs> Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build labor in vain. I just think it's, you know, we feel like we can do so much for ourselves. Even like if you're talking about manna, like we feel like we can provide for ourselves, provide for ourselves. But if we're not, 
thinking about who's laying the foundation in our life and providing the food. And, you know, that's why I love the story of manna so much is that God only gave what was necessary, not more. So I like this idea of our foundation being set first and that everything else builds off that. But if we think we're doing it for ourselves, then it's probably going to crumble. But if we rely on God to do that foundation for us, then it's right. going to be. And I'm sure it also has to do with the fact that I'm in the construction business and I like thinking about building. Yeah. I mean, it's it's building. Um, and, and those of you who don't know, Jamelin manages our nonprofit in Haiti that we build houses in Haiti. So it's very clearly, unless God's involved in this, um, it's not going to happen. Well, uh, and we start each build with prayer time before we even break the foundation. And so, yeah, I, I like that now, but you were talking about manna. Sorry. I don't want to. No, 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 track. no. Cause no, you're, you're, you're right on track is, you know, cause that's the point of the passage that Seth preached from is that Moses is talking to the people of Israel that, there's going to come a time when they're in the promised land where they forget the wilderness, where they think all this prosperity, all this wealth, we're the ones who created it. We're the ones who produced it. And, and, and Moses is saying to the people, no, remember it's God who does this. Yeah. God who, who, who builds the house, who guards the city. And, you know, it, and yeah, the, the line that caught me in the scripture reading was, you know, I brought, I brought you water. And I think about, you know, how many of us have experienced hard rock in, in the past year? And yet God somehow brings water out of it, brings sustenance where we didn't think there was anything. Um, anyway, so I guess where I was going, Jamelin, was um, my prayer this morning was just kind of thinking about how easy it is to get caught up in the bread of anxious toil instead of trusting in the manna which God provides. That, like, the bread of anxious toil is like, I have to do this. I have to produce. I have to create. I have to keep this thing going instead of trusting in God's provision and that God's provision is so much better and so much deeper than the bread of anxious toil. And yet, it's easy to kind of get sucked into that rat race of, of having to, produce ourselves. I don't know. Well, it's interesting because there's been, you know, a lot of, I know you don't do social media, um, but there have been lots of different posts going around that as things are opening up and people are even starting to go back to their offices to work. And, you know, there's this theme of people saying, you know, before we go back to quote unquote normal, let's figure out maybe this is a time to reset and, and say, you know, what our new normal is going to be. Is it, is it going to be um, how it was before where we book as much time and do everything? Or are we going to try and figure out a way to scale back? And so we're not so exhausted. I mean, I know for some people when we went into quarantine, it was like almost a sigh of relief because they couldn't, give themselves the break from the, the rat race of sorts that they couldn't do it on their own, but they were happy to be forced into it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes God requires us like makes us stop. And that's, um, 
Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that's what COVID was. Cause I think COVID is so much bigger than that. And, um, and, and I, and I do acknowledge there's a lot of people who experienced real and deep loss during COVID. Um, but I, but I still, I love that image that I bring water out of hard rock that even in places of hardness, God provides. Well, and that's what Seth was talking about, right? These compa- these uh, competing narratives. Right. Yeah. That there's, yeah. I mean, Seth was kind of drawn on a, one of my favorite books by Jeff Mannion called The Land Between that, that, that is about the wilderness, you know, the, the land between Egypt and, and the promised land. That If you look at a satellite map of, of that area, like there's, green at the promised land and there's green in the Nile, uh, you know, uh, valley. Mm -hmm. And, but between the Nile and the Jordan, there's nothing but Brown and that's the land between. And, and Jeff Mannion, um, he, he, you know, he, he says that you would think that nothing grows in the wilderness, but the wilderness turns out to be fertile ground for two things, trust and complaint. Yeah. And, and to some degree, those are competing narratives about which do we choose? Do we choose to trust or do we choose to complain? And one, he says they're, they're incompatible roommates. One pushes the other out. But um, it, it's that in between where the growth really happens, too. You have to decide how are you going to survive by growing or by complaining? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always say if I'm going to get a tattoo someday, I'd like to get a tattoo with the word through or Creole that says passe, because I like this idea that in between is where we really grow, but God doesn't leave us in the desert. God pushes us through. So once you get past the complaining and you can start to understand what true reliance is, then you can make it towards a new beginning. So I've always thought it would be cool to get a tattoo. I know you're not into tattoos. It's okay. I'm um, just glad because I, I swore you, you, your, your tattoo that you were going to get was going to be a mountain whenever we... Well, be- sure. When we get to the 40th house, I'm getting a tattoo of our mountain swoosh. But that's more me meeting a goal. I still think... My point is, I love that Psalm 23 where you talk about, th- you know what, I'm going to get all bunch, I'm going to get a sleeve tattoo now, Dave, just for you. <laughs> a whole bunch of different things. Um, but I love that idea of the in-between isn't where we live. It's just part of our experience. You know, we're not in quarantine forever. It was, it was part of what this last year was. Um, yeah. And so that competing narrative is difficult because that's kind of, what we experience in life a lot too. You know, we're going through a difficult time, but we're learning something in it as we get through, see, there's the word again, um, to the other side. And what Seth did that I really liked too, is he, he focused, I mean, the title of his sermon was Remember the Wilderness, but he really pulled out that the word, you know, Moses is speaking to the people at the end of the wilderness experience as they're about to go into the promised land. And he keeps saying to them again and again and again, remember, like I think Seth said 19 times in the book of Deuteronomy, the word remember is used. And then don't forget is also used, uh, I think another four times, but um, cause, cause there is a sense in which as life speeds back up, back to those social media posts you're talking about, 
Damon, how quickly it is, how quickly we just move forward and we forget to remember. I don't know if that makes sense. Forget to remember. Well, I think it's also remember the lessons you learned. Right. Yeah. You know, and so if, because then you kind of went through it for nothing, you know, like remember what became important at that time. I mean, for the Israelites, they had to remember that they were fully reliant on God to eat, to drink. And then when you go into the promised land where everything's lush and green, you might forget that you had a total reliance on God. So let me ask you, you, Jamon, what are the, what's, what's, what's the number one lesson or maybe top couple lessons that you want to remember from the past year? It would have been nice if you'd asked me that before we started this. Um, <laughs> so you could prep for it? <laughs> a little bit. I'm off my game now. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I think I enjoyed about um, quarantine was it, it gave me time to really reconnect with some relationships that I sort of felt like I not that I had fallen away from, but just, you know, was so busy. I didn't have time to connect. Like I have this really core group of high school friends that we have been buddies, some of us since kindergarten. And during quarantine, we took the time to really do Zooms with each other, you know, more than we would have before. And I feel like that kind of brought us all back together a little bit. And so I don't want the race to happen where I feel like those relationships fall off. Um, my small group at church, we did a great job of touching base with each other. I feel like during quarantine, we got really close. So I'm pretty relationship driven. And so I guess for me, the thing I did was I, it gave me a chance to sort of take stock in those relationships that really helped form me and to reconnect with those again. And so I don't want time to, Pass and things to get really busy and for those important relationships to fall to the wayside. It's funny because I'm, you know, I'm more introverted than Jane. Are you? I've never noticed that about you. <laughs> I, was, I was telling the, the, the listeners that I'm more introverted. Oh, yes, yes. Because uh-huh. people think if you're a pastor, that means you're extroverted, right? Because that's Yes, no, he is Sunday. not everyone. That's a big secret. Uh, listeners now know this secret about you. Yeah, so... So for me, was you know yes, the relationships are great, blah blah blah. Yes, all that good stuff. <laughs> blah blah blah. No, no, just no. The relationships were great because I did connect with some people that I lost contact with uh, during COVID. But for me, the the part that was most helpful was actually the it changed the rhythm of work for me. Um, like I liked working from home. I liked taking breaks and going for walks and, um, and listening a little more versus just churning through the day, you know? Um, and, and now, you know, and there is like now our office at the church is open and I'm here much more, but I'm finding myself trying to remember, like, it's okay to take a break and go for a walk or, you know, to take those moments of solitude and prayer, um, because that helps me stay centered. And so, um, I was just, Reflecting yours is a very extroverted answer. And my my first impulse was more introverted of like, I, li- I like the rest. I liked. Well, I didn't, as an extrovert, I, I 
I found myself becoming more introverted during it too. Like I didn't mind sort of the more quiet. I also really love that we got to know our neighbors really well right? because everybody was home. And when the weather got nice, we all got outside. So, you know, I feel like we've grown a lot closer to some of our neighbors right around us, which is really wonderful. Um, so you weren't totally introverted. <laughs> I mean, well, I, no, I was not. I was not a, a hermit or anything, but. Uh, I made sure you stepped outside every once in a while to get some vitamin D. Right. <laughs> um, I think for me, honestly, the lesson that I really want to hold on to is, is about that manna and God's provision. Um, because there were probably some freak out moments for me. I don't, you know, I think financially we did okay during the COVID season, you know, like that, that was, so it wasn't so much financially or materially. It was the, for me, the stress was always around leadership around what's happening at the church and how are we caring for people and what do I say in this moment and how do I, you know, and I think that for me was there, there, there've been some challenges and some freak out moments and some like, what in the world is going on? What are we doing? And I think learning to trust that God provides. Um, I think too, that was one of the things that came out. Like we, you know, we're not 25 anymore. You know, we're kind of further along in our careers. And so our friends are too. And I think during the pandemic, you know, we have a really good friend who works for the Indiana Housing Association. And she was working, you know, 14 hour days trying to make sure people could stay in their houses Um, by doing rent assistance. I mean, I think we had a lot of friends who were spending a lot of time trying to make sure people kept their jobs and were doing the work that they could in that way. I mean, I think we all felt the stress of the financial part differently. Um, Certainly praying for all those who were trying to figure out how to continue to make ends meet. Um, But it was just an interesting time when I read something yesterday, like at the beginning of the pandemic, it had sort of a wartime feel where everyone was willing to pitch in and help each other and feel a little more united. Um, And so it's kind of sad when time goes on and we start to feel that fading away a little bit. And I wonder sometimes about the Israelites too, when they were in the wilderness, they just had each other. They really had to help support each other. When they got in the promised land, they were like, you know, probably fighting over who gets More the riverfront, you know, property yeah. and that kind of thing. So, you know, we all uh, are trying to still figure out what it's like to be kind of awaking to this other side. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I mean, I, it's interesting you bring up the Israelite experience to take us back to that, but I, I mean, even in the wilderness, there was fracturing, there was complaining, there was grumbling, there was, you know, but, but over time people learned to trust. And, um, I think the first time your mana has maggots in it, you maybe decide, all right, fine. I'm only going to take what I need. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, all right, I got it. I'll do it your way. You know, whatever. Uh, and, but that's a hard lesson. Sometimes you have to experience maggots in your manna, <laughs> kind of grody. you know, like really we have to trust. And, um, so for me, that's my lesson that I'm trying to remember, even as we move out of COVID and back to full speed is just to remember 
just to continue to trust and to ask. You know, Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open for you. So I'm trying to live into the simplicity of that of just continuing to, to ask, seek and knock and trust that, that God will answer. So that's all I got. Anything else, Jamelin, before we wrap up? I have one thing, honey. I'm so sorry to have to bring this up, but um, your clock has been at 8.45 the entire time we are talking. And I'm afraid um, that there are going to be some people watching this that wonder if time has stopped. I know when we're together, it feels like time stops. But if you could just uh, maybe get a battery. I'm waiting on the Lord to provide some batteries. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to send Mike a message. For those on the podcast, you can't see it, but there's a clock just over Dave's left shoulder that has been stuck at 845 this whole time. Since the pandemic started. Uh, It's kind of driving me crazy. This is the uh, things I do at our house. I replace batteries. Everybody brings something to the table. We all have our gifts. We all have our gifts. I'm going to go and work on our taxes now, honey. So that's going to be fun. The Lord provides. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, everyone at home uh, or on your car, wherever you might be, thanks for listening. I hope you uh, enjoyed this. And and I encourage you to, you know, kind of maybe write down some of the lessons you've learned to try to remember and hold on Don't to. Don't forget, maybe put them on your refrigerator. So when things get a little nutty, yeah, you can you remember can, you to can breathe to and take a breath and all that good stuff. Yeah. And um, next week, it'll be... Jamelin and Kim. And Jamelin Kim talking about everything. We're working on the jingle. So yeah. uh, bye, everybody. Right. Have bye, a great honey. We're having chicken stroganoff for dinner. Good. Thanks. Right. Bye, Love everybody. You. Bye.